Double XL's the breakers for all you aspiring rappers who need a little help getting on. This is the place to get all the info on how to make it in hip-hop from some of the biggest and most experienced names in the game, like me, your dope boy Troy Ave. Pay attention and special guests drop knowledge to help you become a star. This is Double XL's The Break Podcast. What's up? This is Vanessa Satin from Double XL with Miranda J. We're um, here for the ninth episode of The Break Podcast, where new artists come first. Um, this this is, what's this? This is your, your presentation. presentation. Why yeah. are we doing this one, Miranda? Um, we're doing this because artists really need to, you know, know how to present themselves in any circumstance, whether it's to fans, whether it's to industry people, you know, so we're kind of just getting the... You know, the rules of the game when it yeah, comes to Yeah, the way that. you talk to people, the way you look at people, not just us, but record labels, A&Rs, uh, business brands, anybody that you're going to have a relationship with, other artists. Um, you know, m- you know, it has to do with networking like we did the last uh, episode, but this is, you know, presentation is how you talk to people, look them in the face, shake their hand, um, all of that kind of stuff. And we have a, a star-studded lineup, uh, the famed Kevin Lyles. We could do his run-through, you know. Jam, 300. Warner, 300, his own management stuff. But everybody knows Kevin Lyle is a genius. And um, we have ASAP Ferg. He has some great stuff to offer. He talked about mm-hmm. networking, and now he's talking about presentation. And then we have uh, Courtney Lowry from Epic Records. He's a publicist over there. He uh, reps Future and now Rick Ross Travis and Travis Scott. Scott and Yo Gotti and Jadena and a whole bunch of other people. So he's definitely had his hands full. So we're going to jump into our interview with Kevin first. There you go. Uh, I think when you talk about personal presentation, I think the first thing that people give an opinion about is what they see is what what you see. And if they didn't see anything but they hear your music, then it's what they hear. You know, one thing about, you know, people, especially, I, I say millennials, they form opinions fast because, you know, most of us got ADD. So, so at the end of the day, your your representation, your presentation, you know, should be saying your five pillars. Where whether I'm a dope MC, uh, I'm honest, uh, I uh, I show love, I show respect, but don't fuck me over. Whatever your 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 actual, I'm how to say five pillars that you live your life on, you should set those up. And whenever people you know see you or hear you. They should know who you are and who they listen to. Some people have distinctive voices. Uh, some people uh, dress, you know, a certain kind of way or different color hair. Um, but true superstars, people when when they when they speak, they feel them. And uh, so I think your words should represent your true being, and your, your true being, being should represent your words. How important is that for new artists to pay attention to? You know, some of them, they want to make connections. They just want to get out there. They want to buy the Gucci belt or whatever, and they just want to go. How important is thinking about all of those kind of things going in early on, or when should you start to think about it, if not early? Um, It's it's all about what you want out of it. You know, some people want to make a living, um, you know, just go around and do some shows. Some people want to change culture. Some people want to be iconic. I don't think the reason why everybody does music is the same. You know, some people's love and passion for it might say, hey, this is a 30-year ride for me. But then other people, that might be hustling, hey, I'm just going to get paid. Um, and I, I think we've seen it happen on all different kinds of, um, of levels. Um, but I, I would suggest to anybody, 
similar um, to anything, when you when you're gonna have an alter ego from um, AKA whoever you are, you know that person should be so true to who you are. This, this, rapping and being artists are not acting to me. You know when you when you're trying to tell your truth. So when you when you're in, in search of it, I think um, it's very important. It's it's as important to me as your lyrics. It's important to me as your music. It's important to me as as your your, your relationship. Um, so I I say it's very important from day one. And then so you meet somebody, you get introduced to different people. Uh, talk about uh, being on time. Talk about uh, handshakes. Talk about you know, when you first meet people, looking them in the eye, what is uh, to you that presentation that is going to reflect on, reflect with other people and stand out and make a difference? Well, it, it's why you, you know, you, you'll hear McDonald's um, say, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it, or why you hear um, a Samsung say the next big thing, um, or why you'll hear... Um, you know, beat Andre, or you know, or while you're here at Spotify, like so these brands, uh, they're they're big corporations, but you know, you got to look at yourself as a business. And I always, you know, push people to analyze every single thing about who they are, what they are, why they are, every single day. And if uh, a client, you know, uh, or a corporation um, misleads people. Some some corporations get lost over the course of time, and then they find themselves, and some don't. And similar to um, you know some artists, but you now it's important that you communicate through every aspect of your life, whether it's a handshake, whether it's a um, your music, whether it's a, a, a meeting. Always present yourself in a way. Always present yourself in a way that people feel um, that people feel um, they're getting the best of you and the most of you. You know. What do you do if you find a struggle, or how do you find the balance between being authentically who you are and stepping out of your shell to feel like you are turning on a personality that you're not to be more cordial or to be more inviting? How do you still be you, or when do you say fuck it? you know, this is where I got to go, this is the character I have to turn on. You know, how do you balance your authenticity and turning it on and understanding it's a corporate world and it's a job? Uh, now, if you talk about me personally, I, I, you'll get the same kind of louds at home that you'll get uh, at work. Um, you'll get the same kind of louds um, in a meeting that you'll get with his mom. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I try. I try to um, be straight to the point, and I try to. I, I tell there's three things that I practice. There's good and bad, right or wrong, and I treat people how I want to be treated. No matter what book you read, no matter what rap you do, no matter what genre of music you're in, um, you just got to figure out how you want to present yourself and carry it. And uh, I, I think it's it's really up to the individual. For what they want to portray, but you know, I, I could speak as uh, from 30 years in the business. You know, right. I, I, you know, I had my first hit when I was 16. You know, I, I was doing shows. You know, as a young kid, back then I just wanted to be the best. Uh, back then I just wanted to win, and but as I matured, it wasn't just about winning; it was how I won also. Um, right. And a lot, of, a lot of it, a lot of it, I learned uh, through sports, 
uh, and through management positions. And, of course, I always say I got my bachelor's at Def Jam and my master's at Water Music Group. Right. Perfect, perfect, perfect advice. Any last uh, piece of words for new artists on, on their on their presentation and who they are to the public and putting themselves out there? Because you're the master. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't want to say I, I'm, I'm a master, but I, but I, w- I will say this. I'm, I'm continuously trying to master the craft and with the evolution of our business and with it being more and more players in our business, um, with the pipelines being as big as they are and with um, – the different uh, amount of, of consumption going on, I would just say, you know, continue to work on your craft because at the end of the day, no matter where the music is bought, no matter how the music is consumed, people want the truth and they want the best music. So tell them your truth and make your best music. Kevin, always informative, usual. Excuse me. So, Kevin, always informative as usual. Um, I think main takeaway is uh, people form opinions fast. Yes. And we always hear, you know, people say don't judge a book by its cover. But, um, I mean, that's a little bit unrealistic. People, the minute they meet you, are going to have are gonna have some sort of idea about who you are. You know, well, and certainly. I think that we got to keep that in mind is that, you know, as soon as it might not be the right one, you might have to meet someone four times to find out that they're nice or who they are. Mm-hmm. But that still plays a factor. You might not always have four times to meet someone. Right. So say, for example, an artist has a meeting and people have to decide if they want to invest in them. You don't have four times to meet with them. They might just have that one time. So why mess it up and and risk it and <laughs> be grouchy three times and not be nice till the fourth time right? or whatever, you know? Um, he also said that um, when people see you or hear you, they should know who you are. So they should be familiar off bat from what you sound look like, what you sound like, what you look like. If you've got a significant tone, voice, um, you know, a certain style to you, but that if you're going to be an entertainer, if you're a celebrity, that you should be pretty recognizable off bat. That when they see you, when they hear you, they already know who you are. Mm-hmm. What do you think there? I love that part, and he said, like, you know, it's not acting to be yourself. I hate when you come across a rapper and it seems. Like a getup, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like they put a costume on, like the rapper costume. exactly. So I love what he said about that. We also said two superstars speak and recognize when they walk in a room. Yep. And, um, you know, I think that true superstars just carry themselves like superstars, right? Mm -hmm. It almost comes innate for them to figure it out. And if you're going to be an asshole, let it come after all the accomplishments, not before. Right. kind of feels like, you know. A lot of rappers got that fucked up. (laughs) It's important to communicate um, in a presentable way in every aspect of your life. That's a key. Um, I mean, it all comes back to is that if you look professional and you can communicate and talk to someone, look them in the eye and and give them a firm handshake and um, make them feel comfortable. They're going to do business with you. They're going to invest with you in some capacity. They're going to pay you to perform at a show. They're going to you know, want you to be on their song. You've got to convince them that you're a trust- trustworthy character, right? That's what it comes for. Um, I think Kevin had a lot of interesting stuff. What else did you like? Having to look at yourself as a business. That like a lot of rappers don't get it. They'll just think that um, it's just you know it's just about that one song. But you know, look at yourself as a business. Everything that you're putting together, everything that you're molding, it's it can be bigger. It can grow into a business. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's a brand. That's the whole thing. Is you once you become a star, you become a brand, right? You get a logo, like, you know, your name is actually lit, written in a certain font a certain way all the time or something, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think you've got to start thinking yourself as that brand. 
And then, you know, as a representation, the extension of the brand is what does it look like to the public? You are a brand at this point. So what does that mean? So you're not just acting on behalf of yourself. You're acting as a extension or a, an extension of your brand. You know, a brand extension is a bigger thing than, you know, you just being little old you. And so that comes with success is this, this bigger way of thinking, you know, bigger way you're going to communicate with people. And basically everything has more of a risk than it did before. Right. Right. And those who continually act on impulse and not strategically become tired. Oh, they be totally, it's, it's boring. It's the same thing over and over again. Um, people also want the truth. They want, um, the best music you can give them and have that be their truth, which comes into just continue to master your craft. I think there is not anybody we haven't spoken to yet that doesn't end this whole thing with master your craft, master mm -hmm. your craft. Like mm -hmm. that's, that should be our last episode is master your craft mm -hmm. or maybe the name of this whole series. Um, <laughs> but that seems like what they always want is just focus on mastering your craft. And with that, you know, becomes a way that you know how to carry yourself. I don't know if I totally believe that, you know, like, you could be the greatest rapper and not know how to talk to people, and that could be a huge factor with things. Absolutely. So I feel like there is a salesman side of it. Some are better than others. Maybe if you're not even that great of a rapper, you need to be more of a salesman. But no matter what, you still have to continue to master your craft. Mm -hmm. All right, let's check out what um, what Ferg has to say. Have you ever, um, you know, have you ever found yourself caught off guard? You know that you didn't introduce yourself the raw the right way to someone. You didn't look the part. You didn't keep in mind, you know, maybe how you should address for a thing or how you should have, you know, plenty, presented yourself when you talked to time. someone. Plenty of times I've I've felt off, you know, because I, I've had plenty of jobs in the past. I'll do, like, these interviews and feel like, damn, I lost. But I mastered it. Like, I, I went from doing, like, these one-on interviews, not getting a job, to doing, like, group interviews. And standing out, speaking very, very well, and and selling myself to these people to where I started getting like three job offers at a time. And I'm talking about like you know this is when I was working at Uniqlo and going to um, try to get jobs at Diesel or Bape. You know I, I would you have to sell yourself to these people. And like so much people that's talented and um can speak very well and intellectual. You have to go against these people. You have to you have to dig deep in yourself and really show these people that you belong there at that right. store and you can sell their product. But you you always have to keep that in your mind. Don't be lazy. You can't be lazy. You can't be comfortable. You have to be in that hot seat all the time and want to go out there and get what you need. Right. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, we'll, we'll have artists come in the office and, it, and it's, you know, one, they'll be uh, happy. I mean, you're great, you know, in greeting, and you seem like you genuinely want to be there, whether you do or you don't, you know, that you're generally excited about the moment you're in. We'll have guys who have their hoods up and can't look you in the face, and, you know, you feel like you've got beef already and nothing even happened. Or you have guys that are, are just too, they're ladies, or just too nervous to talk to you. But I think what everybody wants, and it's, you've got to, we're putting the pressure on you, but as an artist, we expect you to kind of come in the room and lighten up the room a bit, you know, and that's a lot of pressure, but that's still, mm -hmm. as the entertainer, we think you're going to come up and lighten everything, you know, you're going to be the center focus, but really that's not always the case, but we're kind of putting that pressure on you, you know? It's not always the case, but at the same time, we are the entertainer, so I would, you know, we don't have a nine to five where it's like after five, you just chill. 
like we we have to be an entertainer when we go out with our families. We have to be an entertainer when we go out and we're eating and a fan comes up and wants to take a picture, whether we're walking in the street. Yes, we're human, and we do have a chill button and we want to chill sometimes, but we don't have the luxury of just chilling like everybody else because everybody looks at the entertainer like, all right, what is he going to do next? They want to be entertained. Right. That just comes with the job description, whether you're walking in a meeting or not. Like, you have to liven up the room. You have to set a tone. And and with me, I, I recognize that, and um, naturally I have enthusiasm in me because I know where I came from, and I know that, you know, this life, I wouldn't say it's a piece of cake, but... It's really, really, really good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, and right, right, right. Life got you know, very good. Or working a regular nine to five or, you know, I could be doing like a real sucky job or have a sucky career, but instead I'm a rapper getting damn near everything that I want. It's a right. dream. So why not, like, brighten everybody else day up? That's the least I could do. Right. Have you found any challenge for yourself or how to adjust anything? Uh, finding yourself in meetings or working with people that you might not normally have crossed paths with, you know, big brands, um, advertising people, you know, uh, people, money people, you know, that maybe working at a nine-to-five job you might normally have crossed paths with. And how did you find yourself adjust relating and talking with them, or did you not have any challenge at all, or what do you keep in mind? Um, I always have a challenge with brands, like, as far as, uh, sponsoring my videos and stuff because I'm so much of an artist and uh, a visionaire that I just want my vision. I don't want anything else to, you know, mess with that vision. So, like, if the brand doesn't really match that vision and it's in a video, it kind of bothers me and it, it makes me cringe. Right. Those are the challenges I usually have because sometimes it's hard to find, like, money to fund you know, I like to call them short films because the guys that shoot my videos with me, they shoot commercials and movies and, you know, I want to give these people great art. So at a, at another level, you know, at a quality level, and sometimes it's hard to do that because, you know, these some whack brands got a lot of money and they they want to throw you this money to, to do what you – it's like I say like, uh, you know, Kodak cameras want to give you, like, a million dollars to the video. Maybe this is a bad uh, scenario, but any any brand that's just a whack-ass brand want to give you a million dollars to the video, and you have to figure out a way to, to promote their brand within you. Right, and please them, have yeah. Nothing to do, have nothing to do with your vision. It just kind of, like, waters down your whole shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a different day and when we had larger budgets and you didn't need, you know, a lot of those brands. It's the, you know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have had that. You would have more of a, you would have a budget for your video. You'd have more of the creative freedom. But the brands got more involved than ever that you do have the product placement. And then you have that challenge of embracing that brand because they're basically paying you to, even though you might not fuck with that brand, but a brand that you do fuck with isn't giving you that million dollars or whatever. So you got to put a exactly. smile on your face and figure out how to how to figure that out. Um, in order to be able to do it again and, and, and make money since you're not making money off of selling records like they used to, right? Yep, and that's, that's definitely a challenge, one of the biggest challenges. And just period with my brand, 
it's a lot of brands that want to collab with me that want to give you big advances. I turned down so much, not so much, but I've turned down some opportunities because it doesn't really match my brand. Right, and your brand is a reflection of who you are, yeah. Exactly, and kids tell, they can tell when it's fake, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then and then you have to figure out, well, are you going to damage the relationship or anyway with the actual brand that's trying to do business with you who's showing that they're a supporter, even though you necessarily might not want to be aligned, you don't really, you don't want to present yourself as a, a nasty person, but you have an aesthetic you want to look up to. And that aesthetic and for an artist is important. And then if it's a money move, you got to figure out a way. Like, if it's going to do a little damage, you got to figure out how you're going to repair the damage after, how you're going to make the people happy that, that's been supporting you since day one. Right. Because in all actuality, you need money to keep creating art. I don't care what nobody says. You need to, on a, on a certain level, on a world level, I want my music and my art to reach the world. So, like, I could just be doing, like, art for myself, you know what I'm saying, at a at a low budget and and not really getting my my ideas off like that. But that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to share with the world and do it as big as I can. Right. So sometimes you're going to have to conform a teeny bit, you know what I'm saying, just, mm-hmm. to, just, just to get, just, just to, to get the, the bigger picture off later. Right. All right, last question. So um, how for you, your physical image as an artist is important, You, how you present yourself, what you're wearing, you know, from your shoes, your outfits, you know, your jewelry, the way you rock your hair, all of that is part of your physical presentation. How important for that right. is for you, one, for you to build that out? Did it come naturally? Do you keep conscious of things that have to play in that image and you say, I can't rock this. This doesn't match what I've created already. Um, how 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 do you deal with that? Because sometimes, you know, who you are laying in your house is not always who that public image is, and sometimes it is. I mean, it's tough as far as the image goes because especially if you're an artist that just, like me, that just came in the game, and, like, I didn't know who I was in hip-hop. Like, I did, like, and you got to remember, I come from a design background where I'm used to being in the background and, and right. designing for people and, and not really being in the front of the camera. I didn't have to be because I was just designed for other people to wear my creations. Um, I had to find a comfortable place to be in front of that camera, so I was developing in front of people. I was developing in front of the world which was cool for me because that was who I was. Right. And um, you just got to find who you are. You got to find who you want to be. Because, and listen to yourself. Don't don't try to take from nobody. You can get inspired, but don't don't take from nobody. Just do yourself. All right, so Ferg, well, Ferg, I love when he comes to the office. He's a genuinely nice guy. You know, I, I think that every piece of information he gives as far as networking and presentation go hand in hand with exactly how he carries himself. Um, it's, you know, almost like it is a little bit like the fur how-to book. You know, he said, look people in the eye, let people know that you're happy to be around them. I think every time you see that guy, he's smiling at you. He says, I greet everybody and I walk up to them and I shake their hand with both hands. And I think about it, I'm like, you know, I think he does do that. Yep. I mean, I think that 
you know, to talk to Ferg about this topic, I had no idea. Not to say that I think that it's, he's not nice, not a nice guy, but that's so much of it he's thought already and that he goes in already planning, okay, I've got to carry myself this way. You know, so then for him, I didn't expect him to have so many answers that, you know, I thought it came all natural to him. I don't get the feeling it does come so natural to him that he's figured out a way that he has to be in this game. Mm -hmm. You know, early on, he said, um, look people in the eye and let people know that you're happy to be there. Is so an, right. such an important thing. People want you to be happy around them. You know, we want to think that you came in the room and you're excited to play music. You're excited to be at that photo shoot. Nobody wants to feel like they're bothering you. And if they are bothering you, it's not going to help if you let them know it. Right? I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag nicest rapper alive. For real, man. He, um, I like the, I, I like the part about, about letting people know you're happy and be excited to show that you're, you want to be there. Show your excitement. If you're excited, then it's going to make other people excited. Like if you come into the room and you're ready to go, you as the artist, you as the entertainer carries the power and the weight and the control of that visit, of that photo shoot, of that performance. You're the the lightning rod in the room. You're the one who can make or break the situation. So it's true. It's if you show you're excited, people automatic. If you smile, people are gonna want to smile back. Mm -hmm. I think that it's it's a what is it? You know, it's like a disease. What is it, catchy? It's contagious. It's contagious. Infectious. Yes. Yeah like a disease, right? He said um, that life is good. He was like, I'm doing what I wanted to do. He's like, I'm a rapper. I have the easiest job. He was like, life is good. Why not have that transition over into what I'm doing? And if I have a bad day, I don't have to show everyone that I'm yeah, having a bad day. Like, if I'm having a bad day, I doesn't have to be excused that, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not being very nice. I'm having a bad day. Or, hey, you know, sorry, he wasn't very nice to you. I didn't greet you. He had bad news today. Like, you've got to figure out everyone's got bad news. you got to figure out how to table, yeah. right? I have bad news and I come across stank, that's going to be like, what? They're going to be like baffled. So, Well, you're the entertainer, not you, but the person's the entertainer. So they expect that person to be above it. You're making a whole bunch of money. Whatever your bad day is, we'll go pay for it and shut up. Yeah. I think that's the way people think, whether that's fair or not. You're rich. You make more money than me. How bad could your day be? And I don't know necessarily if that's very fair, but right. I think that's how people think. I mean, moment and more problems, you know, um, but at the same time, People without money think it's all good if you have it. And, you know, why you, why are you unhappy? What could be that bad? I don't know what could be. I, I, I want to know what's so bad if you have a whole bunch of money. I fit in there also. But, um, you know, but I think Ferg explains, you know, we're, we're just human. But he knows it's a job. I mean, as an entertainer, you're constantly working. There's 24-7 you're playing that role, playing that person. Do you want to take a picture with every fan that you see? How do you tell them no if you don't feel like it? Are you going to lose that fan because you said no? Do you want to risk losing that fan? Does it even matter? Are you going to get two more fans because you did take that picture? It's like the groove that you have to figure out. Right. So you can never really turn it off once you get to a certain level. Right. Always on. All right, Courtney. So Courtney, wait, Courtney, the biggest, busiest one yes. of everybody. Courtney, Courtney. from Epic. So we spoke to Courtney, and, and Courtney knows what he's talking about. Let's hear what he has to say. Okay, so a new artist comes out, and there's, there is the debate. I mean, I guess we get started with a new artist, and we're talking not, you know, um, not really the freshman level. We're talking a little early on that. More like your next-door neighbor's a rapper. Right, right? absolutely. Advice. When do you think at an uh, artist's career that they need a publicist? Now, I know you're a label publicist, but you right. know what an indie does. You, it's still, you guys all have the same specialties. What would you say, when is it an artist should start paying attention to having a publicist, spending money on that? What point in their career? 
Um, I think first everything kind of starts with the music first. So before you go in and seek a, a publicist to um, engage different um, media at large, I think you need to first focus on your music and first focus on your craft. Once you have um, a body of work that you feel strongly with, then, you know, before you can be the national hero, you need to be the hometown hero. So whether it's performing at your local uh, skating rinks or whether you're pressing up, you know, um, um, CDs or you're putting things on um, on download cards or, or sending them on uh, – on digital drives, you know, sending those to, to barbershops. I think you need to focus on first being the, the local hometown hero and building your fan base and building your buzz up in your own backyard. Then once you start to spread out, then I think it's time to get someone to really kind of put it into overdrive and then to introduce you to different local markets. So, But, again, you need to start home, focus on the music, build your fan base at home. Then once you start to gain traction in your home market, and I don't care how small, how small or how big your city, is you need to start at home first because when things when things start to spread spread out into different markets, what they're going to do is they're going to call back to your home city and find out what your buzz is like at home. Gotcha. So focus on home first, absolutely, before you go and you seek outside counsel. Um, all right, so I wanted to ask you that because you, you are the only publicist we're talking to for this podcast series, and that's a question that we get a lot is people always want uh, publicists. But to go more on the topic is presentation. Um, you deal with some of the biggest artists out there between Travis Scott and Future and, and so many different people that you've worked with. Um, what do you think, why do you think presentation and how you present yourself to people is important? And what do you think is the biggest misconception with that? Um, I think uh, with, with presentation, it's, you know, before you open your mouth, before you, people are automatically judging you when you walk into a room. Um, one, they're looking to see if there is any star power or anything that's going to make you a magnet. What's going to leave the lasting impression? You have to realize not only um, executives, but the general public, you have so many things coming across your, your eyeballs, whether you're looking at, you know, somewhere online or whether you're listening to, you know, a, a radio or even a podcast, what is going to make you stand out? So whether it's a specific look that you have, you know, or whether it's a, uh, a, a tone in your voice or the pep in your step, the confidence when you walk into a room, people are looking for the unsaid, you know, and some of those things you necessarily can't, can't necessarily teach. They're, they're innate, they're innate. They live within you. You know, it's a, it's a certain level of, you know, I know that what I'm doing is, is, is quality. I know that I'm the best and it may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow, but I know if I keep pushing forward, someone is going to see. So that. The, the, the way you carry yourself, you know, it's before you're even allowed to display your talent, people are already making uh, a judgment on you. And that's not just with as artists. A rap, right? What'd you say? Particularly as a rap artist, there's a judgment there's, uh, that somebody's going to have automatically, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, more so, you know, they they say that the two things that, that make a rap star, you know, women have got to want to sleep with you and men, they got to want to be you, you know. So do you progress do you possess those qualities that you know that that people aspire to be like right what do you think is some of the most common advice you give your artists that you work with uh before you go and they go into a, moon, a room and meet somebody you know what do you what do you find yourself telling them a lot to do and it might be different for each artist but what's something that you think comes up a lot 
If you're going into a room and if you're playing a record, you don't play a record. You're an artist. You perform the record and don't perform it as if lackluster. You perform it as if you're standing in Madison Square Garden in front of 20,000 people. Because right. that's what people want to want to see. They want to see what your showmanship. So if you're if you're taking your music lackluster and you're just, you know, mouthing over the words, then you're not serious about it. You know, but if you're performing and by the end of your, your one song and you're, you're in a full sweat and, and, and you, you, for lack of a better word, you know, you kind of zoned out, you know, and got into your artistry mode, this is someone that we're going to be like, okay, we need to take a, a a deeper look into this person because if this doesn't happen here, it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, there are instances where, you know, we uh, that may happen, you know, where you may say, okay, this person has got it, but it may not be the right fit. But whenever you walk into a room and you are presenting yourself and you're playing your music, you don't play your music. You perform your music always, right. always. Right. Um, what is, one thing with artists I think that a lot of times is that we expect them, they're entertainers. So we expect them to walk Absolutely. in the room and entertain us, mm-hmm. you know, the, the non-artists. And I think there's this thing that we talked about before, is, you know, the person who knows how to turn it on. They right. know how to walk in the room and be the center of attention. Do you think that that's essential? Do you think that that's learned? Do you think that's inherited? And, you know, the artist, to me, should be aware that there's a certain expectation when they walk in a room, purely because they're an entertainer, right? Absolutely. But I think the ones that actually show it, and, you know, some it, it, some it, it can be taught, but I think the ones that actually um, exude it, it's within them. You know, or they're so hungry and they want it so bad that they are going to treat every single moment like it could be their last. And those yeah. are the ones that usually win. You need to take every single moment and every single opportunity like it could be your last. And I think those are the ones that when you, when you walk into a room and when, you know, your back is against the wall, I'm spending my last dollar on this and I'm putting everything I have and, you know, bills are, are, are past due. Those are the ones that you see the tenacity in, you see the fire in, you know, because this, right. this is all that they have, you know. Right. And and sometimes that's, that's, that, that's not something that's taught. It's within you, you know, right. because right, your right. back is against yeah. the wall. And it's an element of security and security is, you know, you might be making music and not be the most, Secure in what you're doing, and secure in the way you look, and then there might be the guy who totally is above and beyond secure and and thinks he's the shit, and they're both going to enter the room differently. But the one that is not secure might be the more talented one, right? Absolutely, absolutely. There are a lot of artists right now that people are are are, are fans of, huge fans of, you know. But they didn't see when they first came in, you know, you see them now, you know, when they, they got a little money behind them and, you know, they're, they're cleaned up, you know, but the ones that, that walk into the room that may necessarily, you know, not be the, the most polished, you know, but when it's time to perform their music, they transform everything. Right. Everything, you know, right. so you you can walk into a room and, you know, not be the best looking person and not be the best dressed person or if we even like a better word, not even be the best, you know, the best smelling person, you know. But when you perform and when you have the right music, that changes everything. No one looks at that. Right. I mean, it's always we always say it's just all about the music, right? Abs- it's, it's, all about the music. it's all about the music. It's all about the music. Absolutely, and I think sometimes people are like, well, oh, I'm just going to go and, and get a publicist and, and really get me out there and connect me with the right people and get me with these tastemakers. Taste and that very well may work, but it's not going to withstand the test of time. Your talent will always take you further. 
Have you seen talented people who have just handled meetings or handled business moments or handled business phone calls or introductions the wrong way where it burned a bridge because they didn't deal with how they presented themselves to someone, you know, like absolutely them and they came off like an asshole. So somebody doesn't want to work with them. You know, I'm not mentioning any names specifically, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, there are people out there and then what happens, you know, they just burn that bridge or what do you say to them? I mean, what I say to that is, and what I say to every talent that I work with, this is a business at the end of the day. And so you have to kind of treat it as such. There are going to be some things that may, that you may not want to do, you know. But in order to progress to the next level, there's a certain there are certain politics that you necessarily have to do. You know, you may not be the most outgoing person, and I like to you know express you know everything on stage, you know. But sometimes you may have to go you know to to this event, or you may have to go and meet this person, you know, just to show face. You know, we always it's, it's one hand washes the other. One hand washes the other. So, you know, I try to tell every every single artist that I work with that, you know, this is a business at the end of the day. And no, we're not going to do anything to stifle your creativity, you know, but there may be some things, you know, and, and, and some people that you may have to go, you know, and see and talk to and show face. You know? And we might know better than you because we've done this before. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know, and, and also, you know, if if you... Trust the counsel that you that you put into place, you know, until they show you otherwise. Right. You know? Right, right. Uh what's your what would be any other advice for, you know, I mean, how an artist can I mean, when you deal with them and when they're new, it's like don't judge a book by its cover, but it's very hard because your first impression of somebody is, is gonna sit with you until your second one. You don't know when that second Absolutely. one is coming you know, Absolutely. So the biggest piece of advice going across there, understanding, you know, it's kind of like make make the most of the moment. That's and exactly what I was going to say. You know, make yeah. sure the impression that you leave is is the impression that you want to be the last, the lasting impression, and don't ever, ever, ever just play your music. If you're just playing your music, to me, you're not. You don't take. You haven't reached that point to where. Oh, I love. You're what are you listening to? Just myself. Shut the fuck up. You're just you know. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, like. Mm-mm. You know, and and when you're and when you're walking into a room to play your music and to present yourself, no, you you perform it, you right. perform it. I think there's a big thing also when you walk into a room, look somebody in the face, have a strong handshake. Like those mm-hmm. don't sound like 101 stuff, but I mean, I know. I'm not going to say I'm sitting here judging everybody, but I know you got a weak handshake. It's going to resonate. I know you can't look me in the face and you have your hoodie up the whole time and your arms crossed across your chest and you're looking mad the whole time. That's going to come off some sort of way. Like I think people have to think about the message they're sending because wherever you're going to, it's somebody who's going to invest in you. Is it going to be a a publicist? Is it going to be a media outlet? Is it going to be, you know, radio? Is it going to be someone who's going to put you on tour? But if someone in some ways investing in you as an artist, you've got to go in and think, I'm worth the investment, right? Absolutely. And and we can read negative energy as a public. People can read when you come across like you don't want to be there, you don't want to absolutely, meet, or you don't want to, and how would anybody expect that to go well, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent, and that kind of goes back to you know what we just said. Make sure that the impression that you're leaving is the impression that you want to stay because it will last. A first impression is a is a lasting impression. All right. So first off, I like that Corny took this so seriously. Yes. Like his answers are you know like live by them or die. Kind of thing. <laughs> He's so serious about it. But um, mm-hmm. um, he says people are judging you before you even walk into a room, which I. 
think is key. You are a rapper. Everyone thinks you're going to walk in with a whole bunch of guns or you're going to walk in just trying to fuck a whole bunch of girls or you're going to act a certain way or you're going to wild dudes. out. I mean, it hasn't been that way in years. It's mm -hmm. not nearly as violent as it used to be. It's not nearly anything like it used to. But the perception of rappers is a certain one that carries. So, you know, Courtney's telling you, I'm a publicist. I know off bat what people are expecting of you guys. Unfortunately, I am the one who has to clean that up. But keep in mind, people are judging you before you even get there because of the role that you're playing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and people do that for all different areas of, of you know, you're going to judge a teacher and maybe what she'd be like if she came up. It'd just be a different thing that you'd expect, you know? Mm -hmm. um, what makes you stand out? You know, what is it that makes it a certain look? Is it the way you speak? Is it the way you carry yourself? Is it your purple hair? Know what it is that makes you stand out and give it to them. Exactly. Everybody's checking for a certain thing from you. And you're, if you're known for something, people want that. They want that little dance. They want that little moment. They want to be able to say, I did the hook with this person if it's famous. They want to see what they're familiar with of you. So you've got to embrace that as much as possible. Oh, yeah. We're, we get so tired of seeing the same old thing. Like, you know, you, you always have to have that little spark, that little fire, that little, you know, that little special tick. That and be aware of what it is, yeah. you know, and how to use it. I mean, it it's up. not, you know, you, you can't just say, hey, I'm cool. You've got to know if I talk to a person this way, if I say something this way, if I approach them this way or, or I'm a friendly with their kid, you know, I might get a different response or something. Mm -hmm. um, Courtney said something we've said many times is, you know, girls want to fuck them. Guys want to have to be them or hang out with them or something. And I think that's a it's, a, it's always been to me a good marker of, you know, <laughs> they want to fuck them. <laughs> they want to be with them or hang out with them. Nah. Yeah. And I don't know how it is. <laughs> but you do have the guys that are a little bit different and don't fall in any of those lanes and still kind of make their way through. So it's not the total way to do things or judge things, but it is kind of, I think it's kind of true somewhere in there. For sure, for sure. I mean, we don't have any really ugly superstars, right? Um, no, not not presently, but there's definitely some old, you know, vets out there that are. Yeah, they might too. look good in their time. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. New topic. Um, always perform when you're on, right? So yes. everything is MSG. You know, if you're going to come in. We've had some Hell freshmen come yeah. in and mumble their ways through performances. Sit there. You know, we've had gone to listening sessions and had people mumble their ways through the listening session. Mm -hmm. Like, and that comes back to what Ferg said about the excitement. Right. You're excited to be there. You're excited to perform your music. You're excited that, you know, even if you're not, you're pretending you're excited to make other people feel excited about your craft. Oh, yeah. And we're so much more in tune when they're performing their record versus just listening to it. Then we, like, zone out a little bit if we're just listening. But if they're performing for us, we're, like, totally locked in, you know? There's two ways. You're going to have your phone, and if you're not into it, you're going to sit there and send text messages. If you are into it, mm -hmm. you're going to take video for social networking. Right. I would think they'd want you to take social networking video before they'd want you sitting there texting your friends. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's pretty much how it works, right? Um, I like Courtney's line. I think what he said about, um, if I know more about your music than you do as the publicist, then there's a problem. If I know how to explain your music, explain who you are, explain anything about you better than you do, if I'm more familiar as the publicist than you are, then there's a problem. I think, you know, that's right on the money. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. can you get anywhere if you can't communicate with yourself and you don't even know how to explain what you're doing? What'd you like? Um, Courtney's just my dog and he's been in this business for a long time. So I really just like what he said about like, you know, just taking your craft seriously. A lot of these rappers, 
you know, you got to just put a lot of thought into who you want to be. You know, you can't just play it up. It's not just a overnight success. You can't just have that one record. You got to put a lot of thought in it. You have to, you know, that impression that you like a lot of these people that you're meeting, people wait so long to meet us. So if you do get that hit record, you know, you have to plan this out. You have to be thoughtful because these impressions that we have from the first time, they're going to last throughout the end of time. You know what I mean? So if you want to, you know, have longevity in this, you definitely have to put a lot of thought into it and, you know, make sure that lasting impression is the 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 right one. Right. Make more than what he said was make sure make sure the impression you leave is the one you want to last. Yes. Which, you know, yeah. I mean I can tell you different artists that have come up here and sat with their hood covered their head. They wouldn't look you in the face. They gave you Thanks. the worst handshake. They were on their phone the whole time. They were fighting with a girl in the middle of the listening session, <laughs> whatever it is. And that sits with you more than the music does because it didn't even seem like they cared about their music. Mm -hmm. You want them to care about their content. So I think that it's got to come off like you care about what you're doing and that comes in off in your presentation. I mean, presentation means opportunities. It means did you impress this person and they want to invest in you and their brand and make more money and, and get you a endorsement deal? Um, does this person that's a bigger manager want to take you on because they see um, something in you and they like the way you carry yourself and they want to represent you now. Um, the label wants to sign you and they're not sure and then they meet you and they want to see and you could barely get a word out and can barely communicate how you're going to be able to sell yourself. Exactly. So the presentation and how you carry yourself is a big factor vital, in yeah. addition to networking and all the other ones, but it stands out on its own because it makes it people decide if they like you or not. They like, like your music, but they like you as a person, as an artist, and I think that plays a big role. And it's even better when it's all genuine, you know? Yeah, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> um, all right, so what is our next topic for episode 10? It's coming up, right? We've yeah. got to do, I know we have to uh, keep the bullshit Oh, keep the away. bullshit at bay. Yes, that's and a good keep one. keep the bullshit away. That's, um, I believe that's the next one Yes. yes. Um, for us. And we still want you to send in your music. We've been listening to some stuff. Um, at xxl at xxlmag.com so new artists xxl at xxlmag.com otherwise we're not going to listen to it because that's where we're going to find it so please send it over there you don't have to mail in any hard copy discs uh, mm -hmm. you don't have to no. send it directly please. to Miranda or myself uh, we're going to go into the xxl email account to look it up so new artists definitely send in what you're working on and let us know what you think of the podcast we want to know if you got anything out of it or, or what else you would like to learn we appreciate all the love and the listeners out there. We do it for y'all. Brenda does. <laughs> That's it. All right. We're out. <laughs> Peace.